0: All right, you beauties. Welcome to High and Wide Radio, episode 39 of season 5. My name is Jim Iacovone. I'm joined, as always, by Jack Smith and Boy Wonder, Travis Ballinghoff. If you're listening as a podcast, be sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Um, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so future shows become available to you. The second we upload them, uh, find all of our social media links in one place at o.be forward slash hw hockey or head on over to our site hwhockey.net where you can find all of our latest episodes and articles all in one place uh one of our writers mark ramos is doing a summer series he's putting together the flyers lines for the summer and and, you know they're quick they're quick reads good reads interesting Uh, i think he put out the top line last week so make sure you go check that out and uh Look for the next one. It'll come out in the middle of this week sometime. Should be fun. Um, all right, boys. It's it's that time of year. Drafts over. Free agency's over. The dust has kind of settled. Sure, there's some, some more free agents out there, but I think the flyers are done. Or by all accounts, it looks like things are slowing down a bit. And we're in the middle of July. You know, not much going on where we kind of have to grasp for topics, but Beings that we cover the Flyers, we do have a plethora, a plethora, a plethora of topics to get to, and um, some of them are pretty hot topics, depending on how close you're following uh, some of these things going on uh, out in the hockey world, and uh, first I think let's clear up some of the uh, riffraff here. Tony D'Angelo, unconditionally waived originally by the Flyers. There was some speculation, obviously, right off the bat, because I think it was it was worded somewhat weird, the initial tweets that we saw uh, unconditionally waved right away. Everybody thought, oh, my God, no money's on the books. <laughs> but I think if you have a brain, you know that Tony D'Angelo is not going to forfeit $5 million. Right? He's never going to get a $5 million a year contract probably ever again. Why would he say no thank you to that? So the Flyers ended up buying him out, right? Which, you know, you could kind of see coming. Um, I think I saw it'll count. 1.67. It's like 1.66666 this year and next against the cap uh, for Tony D. But long story short, uh, Tony D'Angelo, uh stint with his hometown club, cut short by a season. The only player I think in NHL history I saw, credit to Cap Friendly, to be now bought out twice during his NHL career. Uh, Jack, what did you think of that news last week?
1: I mean, the longer things went on with Carolina not getting them, you knew something was coming. And I I guess, uh, I don't know. I was going to say I'm a little upset that it didn't go through, but really what does it matter? They weren't getting anything worthwhile. It sounds like he wasn't going to be able Uh. to – play a portion of the season and flip him at the deadline. He just needed to go. Um, yeah. And you know, you're not competing in the next two to three years for sure. So the money on the cap doesn't bother me. If he really had an issue with torts where it was that bad and his antics are to be pretty, you know, verbal with the media, then just set it, set the tone and get him out of here. You know, just try to start as, start as Fletcher free players as you can, which seems to be what's going on here uh, for obvious reasons and just roll without him. He does. He should have never been traded for in the first place. He should have never signed for that much money. Players of that nature, they just shouldn't make that kind of money when they're one-dimensional like that. It was a bad from the beginning, and it was a goofy ending, as is much things with D'Angelo, so whatever.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. You, you, know, you brought up the original trade and, and whatnot, and I would like to dig into that a little bit more. Uh, first, uh, Trav, I want to hear your initial reactions to the news of Tony D'Angelo being waived, and then we'll dive in.
2: Yeah, I, I agree a lot with what Jack said. Just going back to the trade, I liked it at the time from a perspective of I thought he was a good player, thought he was going to do well with Provorov. You looked at the points he put up the season prior. I thought the cap hit made sense for that kind of a player, and this year – very far different season than what we saw in Carolina last year, where the sense of the negatives don't really outweigh the positives. We all kind of know not great in his own zone, pretty good in the offensive zone. Some seasons he's had in his career, they've outweighed each other. Uh, This season didn't really work out well for the flyers. Um, It always kind of was poor asset management by Chuck, just because he was, he was sticking to his guns about that aggressive retool and he was trading second and thirds, like they were nothing. And, you trade, you know, you kind of traded a second away to get rid of Gostaspear. And then you also trade a second to get Tony who is somewhat of a right-handed Gostaspear. I, I personally think Gostaspear is a little better, but very, very similar players. I, I mean, it's, it was terrible asset management from the jump. And then even saying that, like I coming into the year, I thought him and Provorov were going to play well and it just never happened. Um, Tony was playing 25 minutes a night the first month or so of the season, and then <laughs> a couple months later, he's healthy, scratched, and he's playing bottom pair 15 minutes a night. Crazy how things went you know, from game one to game 82 so quick, maybe lack thereof. But you know what? Like Jack said, um, I guess him and Torrance didn't really get along. Front office coaching staff, whoever it was, they didn't really want him around anymore. Tried trading him, didn't go through, and we're, we are where we are.
0: Yeah, it is pretty crazy how things played out. And they ha- it happened really quick. Because I, I didn't think things were that bad, honestly. At least from the Flyers' perspective on this. I, I thought that Torts actually did really like D'Angelo. I even thought that maybe Torts had a hand in bringing D'Angelo to the team. I didn't see D'Angelo as a type of player that Fletcher would bring in. Hell, he traded one in they' They're... they're very similar in skill set, Gosses Bear D'Angelo. I think they're different, they have different playing styles, don't get me wrong. Yeah, you, know, you could argue who's who's better, who's worse. I'm not gonna get into that, but
2: uh, I would D'Angelo, like to cut you off a little bit. Yeah, sure, sure. So you, you said Torts had a big hand in him coming here, and I think that's true. But one thing that really bothered me was it was a couple months into the year and towards talking to the press said like we didn't realize how much work this guy needed defensively mm. and that really bothered me because you know what i just talked about you know what i like about the things that are good things that are bad really since the day he was drafted he wasn't a good defensive player in his own zone he improved slightly over time but like even even last year with carolina when he was really good and the positives outweighed the negatives he still wasn't a good defensive player in my eyes. And I thought that was pretty obvious. And like when Tort says that, like, I don't know if that's pro scouting. I don't know if that's Chuck Fletcher, but like someone should have realized this guy's not good defensively. He's playing in a, a favorable system with Rod Brindamore. He's got arguably the best defensive defenseman in the league playing next to him and Jacob Slavin. Like that, that really bothered me when Tort said, we didn't realize how much work this guy needed defensively, but like you said, I think Torts also played a big part in him coming here.
1: How much does that irk you though? I mean, when certain players come from certain teams, you think back to for uh, Brisgalov coming from Phoenix, or a system team, and it just benefits whatever goalie is there, forcing shots from the outside, you know, and they just give him the big contract free agency. And same thing with defensemen, especially offensive defensemen. And um, what you've seen from Tony D'Angelo coming out of Carolina, a team like that is the definition of stability. Like they're always good. They always play the right way. They're just having trouble breaking through, you know, but they're right there. You know, they're always right there in, in the mix. Um, and they also were paying him next to nothing. And the other part of it is I feel I thought we heard that they wanted to bring him in two years ago. But with all the negative press, they didn't want to, deal with that because he is, you know, he's a home, home uh, grown guy. And, um, or he's from uh Wasoul or something. And they just couldn't bite the bullet then when he was cheap and cost effective and they were having trouble getting anybody to come here. Uh, they still didn't do it. And when you, I just, the pro scouting there, when you talk about how this organization will spend all sorts of money to go hire an agency because they can't trust their GM <laughs> to find the next coach and they'll spend that money but the pro scouts are actually doing their job here which is you think would be an easy one completely swing and miss on this give up all those assets pay him 5 million dollars over 2 years it's it's just it's baffling it, It's things like that while we were screaming for like the entire front office overhaul crap like that and then of course Fletcher took it a step further when he acquired uh, D'Angelo and then cut the 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 uh, aggressive retail short <laughs> just brought back uh, Braun and uh, Delore, who I do like, but uh, not exactly what you're thinking when you think aggressive retool. This, this was shot from the get-go. You know? And the only saving grace was they could maybe trade him for an asset at the deadline where we're not even going to get there.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what's the right terminology? Uh, I mean, it was a lose-lose. Like, you give up the assets to get a guy like D'Angelo. And
1: why did he do that? First off, you, you right. needed him that bad. You need, he couldn't go to free agency. He couldn't, you couldn't use the whole you're from Philly kind of thing. Well, you he was paid in him five million dollars. It's not like, it's not like you got that good of a deal. Like, he I, was I,
2: restricted it, though. Uh, so if we would have offer sheeted him, Cara, like we would have to give up picks no matter what.
1: So were they not going to resign him? Were they not in a spot? I thought Carolina. Well, they, they financially qualified was in a spot.
2: They qualified him, but they couldn't reach on an agreement Mm number-wise. So they reached out and said, hey, find a camp that wants you. We'll trade you there.
1: So you would think that we'd have the upper hand then. They can't afford him. And if you don't come to an agreement, eventually he would become a free agent, probably in like October or something, but it is what it is. And we had to give up all those assets because with the upper hand. And to me, that's just that's just you already said horrible asset management. It's also a dumb GM in general. Like, how do you not take advantage of that situation? Were you really worried about losing somebody else? Like, it just that just baffles me the stupidity. Like, it just, it kills me.
0: You guys think there was any actual truth to maybe they were circumventing the cap there?
1: I, on paper, maybe. I, I, it's so that whole thing is so stupid to me that I, I don't even know how to respond when you look at what Tampa did and um, I think who was the other team that did it you know how obvious Vegas, Chicago Vegas, how obvious that was how obvious that was how it's almost like a black eye on the league a lot of people be like oh wah, wah. whatever they didn't break the rules I'm not upset about I mean, I'm mean, i upset about that it's not in the rules and hasn't been fixed since but like how obvious that was and have this come around but like now we're going to put our foot down that's just so stupid and silly to me but I do think it's legit because why make a big deal
2: I um I hope I didn't tell this story on the show before, but in regards to circumventing the cap, Scotty Upshaw told me one time during his flyer days, um, you guys remember that year, Danny Briere maybe played like 20 games. He had a messed up groin, and every time he'd come back, he'd re-injure it. Ended up playing like 20 games that year, and it was getting late in the season. It was after the deadline, and Danny was close to coming back, and the league was sending someone to Flyers practice every single day, just to make sure oh, is Danny good? Are they trying to do something with funny with the cap, like the Blackhawks did with Kane and Mark Stone, Kucherov, all them teams that you just mentioned? I always thought that was interesting. Uh, Jim's question, I don't know because like we, I had heard months ago that Carolina wanted him back. They, you know, they didn't want him at the $5 million or whatever Tony thought he was worth. Smart team. It is. I don't know. It is a little interesting, I guess. I don't know. I don't think they said last summer, hey, sign him to this, retain 50% and trade him back to us in a year. I don't think that's what happened, but it is interesting. Everything kind of fell in line. Like, ah, we'd like a little help on our power play.
1: We loved this guy last year. Let's get him a little bit cheaper now. I I guess it's because it was a trade, but didn't Washington, like, I don't know if he was a free agent. I thought they, somebody went to Colorado and they traded Grubauer and got that defenseman back. I think it was Orpik and they like got him back or something like that. They let him, they might've let him walk, which maybe that's why they got away with the circumventing. I can't remember, Hmm. but I know that they traded Grubauer to Colorado and got that defenseman back for another year. And I know there was more pieces involved there, but I mean, like, they pretty much got a, got exactly what they wanted. They may have even bought him, Matt, traded him, and then he was bought out. I can't remember some shadiness put down there, but they they worked out for them, you know. So I, I don't know what's good and what's not. Where are these agents for the NHL in the off season when Kucherov is hurt in June and yeah. doesn't have surgery till November or whenever the hell it was or before the season started? Where were they then? You know, it was, oh, are you done with your eighth opinion yet? Are you ready to have your <laughs> surgery? Like, it's just, the NHL just continues to, to embarrass itself.
0: And I'll, I'm all for it. if Okay, the rules are there. If you have people around that are smart enough to say, hey, this is within the rule. We're allowed to do this. Like, let's take advantage. I'm all for that. But when you draw the line on, uh, yeah, you, tra- you didn't trade for this guy 365 Days uh days ago, you need to wait till three day three sixty five instead of day three sixty three to make the trade. That's it. Kind of seems like bullshit, right? It,
1: it should be off season off season. The season has ended. Like that season's over. It, to a day, that's just stupid. Yeah, like, it there's is no a reason dumb. for
2: that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and let maybe unless it's in season or something, but like it's not. It was off season trades. Once the season ends, it ends. It's just it's simple. You know what it all really comes down to? The 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 NHL's cap situation is the worst of all sports. The hard yeah. cap is so bad, it's a joke, and they refuse to do anything about it. It re- really refuses to go up, and it just hurts everything. It hurts the players, it hurts the teams. It just it keeps it keeps Arizona afloat. That's about it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it it does suck. It does. Uh, you look at baseball. I mean, the Phillies are fun. They're they're signing whoever the hell they want. Harper, Trey Turner, they basketball, like, Schwarber, they have Schwarber, basketball. A soft yeah. Cap.
1: And there's there it's there's new players on every team every day. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Like what are
1: you ever playing for now? Like <laughs> I can't keep track. <laughs>
0: that's funny. Is the Earth flat, you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of evidence that's pointing other uh, that's pointing to it could be flat. <laughs> you guys have any comment on that?
1: No. I'm not uh. so sure.
0: It's it's round anymore, globe shaped. I think we're being tricked.
1: Yeah, a maybe pyramid made by aliens. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move on here. I, I do want to get into that though. Eventually, the the pyramids and how the hell they made those things, yada yada. But for now, we'll we'll talk about uh, Chuck Fletcher. We'll get into the goalies. Hey, you want to talk,
2: Chuck? No, we talked All right, enough. let's move on a little Unless bit. Didn't here. you run into him at a bar a week or two ago? Oh,
0: no, yeah, yeah, he wasn't. The ghost of Chuck Fletcher was there. There was oh, an no, empty bar stool seat that they kept empty for him. Yeah.
2: Had it had it been knocked over,
0: which reminds me, I gotta get I gotta pick my jersey up. I don't think they've called me back. That's about two weeks ago, right?
2: Yeah, about yeah. We got a, a
0: Meechkov jersey, Jack. Did you really? Yeah, I, I got it stitched up. So they said two weeks somehow.
1: What'd you go to China?
0: I thought it was. I thought I was gonna just get it stitched up right on the spot. Like why do, why do I gotta wait two weeks? Don't they have the? I guess they don't have the machines in house.
2: Hey, I don't know. I never had it done before. I thought they did it in house as well. And bum me out. Yeah. They do it for the Phillies I know that Takes 20 oh, minutes yeah?
0: Yep Yeah next time Alright Let's move on a little bit here So the Flyers have one uh, Restricted free agent Left to sign And with the Tony D'Angelo trade The Flyers I believe Have just over 4 million in cap space hmm. And we've seen A couple bridge deals Go down with Cam York And Noah Cates Morgan Frost As we've I'm sure all know by now uh, Bill Meltzer Has made sure to Tell us, um, Morgan Frost led the team in scoring for 56 games. I'm sorry, for the last 56 games of the season last year. That's a little bit more than halfway through the season. Actually, that's quite a lot. I mean, that's 14 games more, 15 games more than half of the season. So almost three quarters of the season, Morgan Frost led the Flyers in scoring. Now, he did have, didn't he have two like, Five point games or something? What was that against the Coyotes? Four point games was Abley it? I
2: believe four.
0: All right, so eight points in two games against the Coyotes, who are still an NHL team, so those points count. Not taking anything away from Frost, um, but yeah, is for I think Frost signed a one year deal last season, right for for this year, this past season. Um, I want to know kind of what what you guys think he gets because I'm not sure he's so simple as a two yeah hand him a two-year bridge and let's see where this goes here um i think it's there's potential that it could get another one-year deal maybe he gets a three or four-year deal and i, I think that would take him into regular um Trav, help me out with this because you seem a, a little bit better um that takes him out of rfa status i think uh if he signs in, more than two
2: yes in three years he would be 27 and he would be an unrestricted free agent where if he signed a one or a two, he would still be restricted. So if anybody wanted to sign him, um, the Flyers would have a chance to match that offer. And if they didn't want to match the offer, they'd get draft picks in return.
0: All right. So let's. I mean, would it be in the Flyers' best interest then to give him a one or two year deal? Because uh, more than a two year deal would take him out of RFA status. Right. And is that, would you say that that's a positive or a negative for the Flyers?
2: Definitely negative. Cause then anyone gets right. on them.
0: Right. Lose
1: their leverage. Yeah.
0: So, all right. So what do you, what are you thinking here, Trav? What's a Morgan Frost contract look like?
2: So I, w- I would like a two year deal. And we talked about last week York and Casey signed. Um, I would. In my opinion I'm more confident in both of those guys ability. And you know we've talked about Morgan Frost during the season when he was on that hot stretch. I really like Morgan Frost and I was really impressed with the second half of the season. He showed he could be a, you know, a good third line center on a bad team, right? Like it it's just he's The other guys have done, in my opinion, a lot with little games played and nice time, where Frost, we've seen a lot more ups and downs in his game, in my opinion, than the other two. That's why I would rather go with a bridge for Frost. The other guys I kind of wanted a couple more years. Um, I think a one or a two uh, would help both sides because, I mean, Frost has a ton of skill. We've been hearing about it for years. We finally saw it at a greater length this second half of the season. He might want to bet on himself as well. Maybe he thinks he could be a first-line center in this league or a high-end second-line center. I think he could be a really good second-line center, maybe 60, 70 points. Um, I'm not as confident on that as the other two guys, though. So I would personally like to stay with a two-year deal.
0: I think that may be. Um, well, I don't know, Jack. I, I want to hear what you think too. What's? What do you? Would you be happy with shorter, longer? Or you think uh, bridge deal is the way to go?
1: I think we ultimately wind up with a bridge deal. I was thinking like I like two years. I like to have those two years because then you'll really have an idea if he can be consistent in what you have, and you still have that extra year to either work out a trade or sign him long term or something. Whatever you sign him for is probably going to be tradable, regardless. But these two years, we thought last year was big for him. It was like whether he's an NHL player. These next two years are like, is he part of the future? Like mm-hmm. that's big. Like do we have to move Completely on from agree. him, or we, we're locking him up and we're going to move forward with him? Because when you look at the other two players, York's a defenseman. He's going to have value regardless. Cates with his defensive prowess, you can use him anywhere in the lineup. Like these these contracts, they're going to be valuable anyway. Frost, like, if he's just offensive. If you are bringing in other guys, whether draft or free agency, you might not necessarily need the guy. So there's really no reason to have to go all in on him, especially now. Uh, I would – yeah, sure. Could they get – pay him, like, $4 million a year for, like, six years or something and hope that in the future it's a bargain, especially with the, uh, the cap supposed to be going up like it is? Sure. But I have not seen enough of him to make that, make that jump, not by a long shot. He's been pretty inconsistent throughout his career. Yes, this last year was great, especially uh, after December. I think he was on pace from December. If you did a full year, he would have had like 57 points in 82 games and like 22 goals or something like that. Very good middle six stats. Um, And, you know, sky's the limit because we've only seen so much of them. Um, I like him at two years, maybe two and a half mil, 275, you know, something like that. Um, And, yeah, and just – see what you have after that. I would like to see him during those two years um, drive play a little bit more, uh, especially if I'm going to pony up uh, as well as take advantage of some power play opportunities. He, if you want it, hopefully he's a guy who can be very valuable with his creativity on the power play. And I want to see more of that. He should have more opportunities that he's had in the past. And I'd like to see him take advantage of it.
2: I'll, I'll jump in quick. I completely agree. Last year, was kind of make or break, sink or swim. Is this guy an NHL player or not? This next year or two is going to be, how good can this guy be? And is he a part of the future? And I completely agree. This guy should be a difference maker on the power
1: play. Yeah, so he's got two years to figure that stuff out before the Flyers buy in, is the way I look at it.
0: I think I'm comfortable with two years, and that might be the best for both parties, you know, for for the Flyers and for Morgan Frost. Uh, two years gives him a little bit more security than one, which he just recently signed. And uh, you know one year could be a possibility, but I think if I'm him, just a little bit of feedback uh, based off the way the his career's gone, I think I'm taking two years, right Because if if he has if he signs for one year and has a down year, all of a sudden maybe he's signing another one-year deal and for not as much money. Um, on the flip side of this, if I'm the Flyers and I go, okay, and someone someone in there thinks, okay, I don't think that the last three quarters of the season here was a fluke. I think we should try to lock this kid up for cheap. And, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to throw numbers out because I think bridge deals most likely, but if you get him like a three-, four-year deal, like a $2 million, $2.5 million cap hit, something like that. Flyers should jump at that. $3 million cap hit, you know? Like Scott Lawton's making $3 million. If if Morgan Frost turns into your second line guy putting up, and it's possible, putting up 60 points a season, pretty good. And if if you guys are correct, he starts getting stuff going on the power play. He does. I want to see more creativity from Frost. You know he's got it in his bag. We see little glimpses of it. I want to see more, you know. So, yeah, I think you guys are right. Two years is probably the, the most likely outcome on, on Morgan Frost. And uh, we'll probably end up seeing it as soon as we finish this show <laughs> or between now and, like, Wednesday. Or, you know what? I, I feel like they've been coming out with stuff on Fridays. They wait for all the podcasts to be done for the week, <laughs> and then they put out their news on Friday. Um, all right, so let's move along a little bit. We're almost a half an hour in. Everybody, uh, thanks for hanging out. looks like we got a couple guys a couple people watching. We got Adam Gleekus in the comments. Adam, keep, keep him coming, dude. Thanks for watching. Um, all right, let's get into our goalies. The topic of the episode or the title of the episode is the goalie episode. And it's because there's a lot of stuff going on. There's some drama with the Flyers goaltenders. And let's start first with maybe the least amount of drama uh, goaltender in Alexei Kov- uh, Kolosov. So, Flyers signed him to an ELC last week. And it was pretty much announced right away that he'd play this upcoming season with his KHL squad, uh, Dynamo Minsk. And it was announced today that the Flyers have officially loaned him to Dynamo Minsk. And, uh, you know, that's just the official term. The Flyers are letting everybody know that, hey, he will be playing with Dynamo. Um, They didn't say it was going to be a year thing before they bring him over. But, um, yeah, they've they've loaned him because he's now – um, what's the right terminology? I don't want to say possession. He's Flyers' property, though, once you sign that ELC, which I think was the point of that. Hey, like this is our guy. He's playing on your team, but he's our property. Just so they didn't run into anything like they, they ran into with Fedotov, but uh, I think that was a whole different story. But, Fedotov. Um, Fedotov. Fedotov, Fedotov. we got to get a Russian guy. I've been trying to get that hockey news guy that keeps breaking all the Fedotov stuff can't get him to come on. I I can't get him to write. Hmm. He's just happy uh, breaking his KHL. He's a Canadian Canadian kid too. So just doing his thing. I figured I'd try to get him on to help us pronounce the names. Trav, God forbid. Um, Unprofessional. So So Kolasov, yeah, he's going to play next year in Minsk. All right, so that's the least dramatic of the three goalies that we're going to be talking about. Ivan Fedotov had a press conference today. Did you guys get a chance to read any of that? I'm curious to hear you guys' thoughts. A little bit. Um, Because if you read into it, it got a little interesting, right? Um, You got to remember that this guy's still in Russia. He gave some answers. I think some of them were summed up as um, or what he was saying. His his spiel was um, he didn't play much hockey while he was in the Navy, right? And uh, the hockey wasn't very good, he said. Um, he said the gym, they were basically using Soviet-style, Soviet-era equipment, meaning the equipment that they were using is really <laughs> shitty. You know, it's not professional hockey weightlifting equipment, I guess. Um, so he's doing all the Russian military drills, played hockey whenever he was allowed at the time because you've got to remember, this guy's in the service. He's not on vacation. Um, so what he was saying during the press conference was, you know, he's back with the Moscow team and – um He's got to get his timing back. He's got to get playing hockey again. Uh, Basically, what he said while he was in the military wasn't really thinking about hockey. He was counting the days until he was done his military service. Because he didn't want to be there. He almost sounded like he was depressed while he was there. And I guess I would be too. You know, you're a professional hockey player. All of a sudden, you're sent to the military. So that's a little weird. Um, Somebody asked him if he would rather... uh, What did they ask him exactly? I don't want to paraphrase there, but while, while I find it, uh, Trav, you said you read a little bit, what were your thoughts on, on what you read?
2: Um, a lot of it sounded, you know, a little employee ish. Didn't want to piss off the bosses. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I say it every week. I hope this guy eventually comes over if that's what he wants because we heard today, it's, you know, it kind of sounded like he wanted to be there. But how much of that is, you know, he's sitting right next to his boss. You know, it's he doesn't <laughs> want to say anything stupid because we saw what they did to him last year. And they did ask him about that. And I think he just kind of, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Like he, he didn't want to admit, oh, yeah, they poisoned me and kidnapped me. Like what was reported and what we had heard. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of take all of it with a grain of salt talented goaltender if he wants to come over and play in the nhl i hope he gets that chance and i hope it's with the flyers
0: for sure and i found the question here that, i don't know if this was the exact question i think this this guy tried to translate the question best he could mm-hmm. uh but the question apparently was could you go to the nhl now and fedotov's response was uh in his decision or I, I think he responded more so in a sense why he di- why he decided to sign with Moscow instead of coming to the NHL. Mm-hmm. Cuz you you got to remember like you're supposed to be a free man. Like if he didn't want to sign with Moscow, he could have just hopped on a plane or a boat and came over to Philly, right?
2: That's um, why I wonder half of it's, you know. Right. Does does he actually believe okay, we we were using crappy equipment last year and workout gear and I didn't play it on a ton of hockey, which is it you know, it all sounds true, but does he truly think that's better for him than going to the NHL. I I don't know.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. So his response was, he was guided by the fact that he missed a year. As far as you know, the level of hockey in the army is not good. As much as I want to try and keep my shape there. Now I need to get back into shape, into the shape that I was as soon as possible at CSKA. As far as we all know, they own the rights to me. In addition, this is a titled club. So there was no other option here. Uh, so, in that sentence, he was trying not to offend anybody, right? Like he he mentioned, "Hey, this is a good team that I'm with. It's not, you know, chopped liver. Uh, we need to start winning and feel the adrenaline and taste for life." Fedotov said at a press conference. I don't think he's ever coming over. To be honest, it's uh, not looking too great. Jack, did you get a chance to read any of that?
1: I saw some of it and uh, people's reactions and. I totally agree in the sense that like I could see the gun in the from the curtain behind being pointed at his head. like I mean what, this whole thing is such a farce. you know I just feel bad for the guy. They don't give a rat's ass about his development when you I definitely heard the part about the gym equipment and whatnot. you know just it's like they just own him and they want to show the West that he's ours. Like, like they're just making an example out of the poor kid and it's so it's sad. it really is sad. And yeah, I agree with you, Jim. It's looking less and less likely.
0: Yep. So uh, I don't know. I'm gonna read a I'll just rattle off a couple more here because it's a little weird. I don't know if somebody asked him the question specifically how have you been feeling? But his response was What can a person who played hockey experience and now he's marching? Nothing. (laughs) Accounted day after day, as is customary in the army, you cross out the days. No emotion waiting, hoping that sooner or later it will end. Either you swim out with your head held high, or you just drown in it. Wow. Um, And I guess somebody asked him if he had any contact with the Flyers. His response was, how can somebody uh, communicate with the outside world in the Army? You can only call relatives. The club knew everything from the press, also from the media. Just like now, after my demobilization, they got in touch, they indicated that there was a contract, that there was such a decision, and that and that was all. Uh, and then somebody asked him, how do you keep fit? Yada, yada. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it, to me, it didn't sound great. Yeah, it didn't sound very positive. Um, I understand that also everybody's watching him, so he needs to watch what words come out of his mouth kind of thing and uh, all that spiel. Uh, this says Sergei Fedorov's the coach over there. Is it the Sergei Fedorov? Because I know Sergei and Fedorov are a common name I believe in Russia.
2: so. I believe so.
0: Okay, so I would assume, and without knowing that anyone's watching Fedorov and what he says, I would assume that he would be able to put himself in Fedotov's shoes or skates and maybe empathize with him a little bit here and try to find a way for him to go go play his dream, go live out his dream if it is the dream to play in the NHL. Right, I know Fedot- I mean, uh, Fedorov's the coach, so maybe he's selfishly wants him to stay there. But how can you not have a little bit of empathy here and say, by keeping him here, we're further pushing aside this man's dream of playing in the NHL? I don't know. It's just uh, when I read that Fedotov was—I'm sorry, Fedorov was the coach and spoke at the press conference. Uh, yeah. I thought it was a little weird that he wasn't like, "Hey, guys," like he did his he did his service. All right, he did what he had to do. Maybe he wasn't honest about it from the start, but he went through it. Like, why does he need to be punished anymore? He doesn't want I mean? to
2: lose a star goalie. I think it's that simple.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, unfortunately.
2: Also, he also did – You kind of mentioned it. And I think it was all assumed. We all kind of knew, but, like, the Flyers had no idea what the hell was going on. They, they were did. learning everything from the media just like we were, like – They, the lack of communication is kind of pathetic, but you know, it was, it was was today.
0: They certainly acted like they didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. There you go. I got the lights on over here. You go. now you guys can see looking good. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it played out like the flyers didn't know what was kind of happening. They were playing catch up the whole time and the guys in a, in another country, a communist country, um, known for being jerks <laughs> and they've been jerks. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, all right, guys, let's, let's kind of hop on now to our third goal and the most important one of the three and of the episode. And we thought potentially of the rest of our flyer lives. We thought this Carter Hart was going to be the savior of the Philadelphia flyers. Um, now, this Hockey Canada investigation, I kind of want to, if it's possible, talk about the Hockey Canada investigation and Carter Hart separately because I'm not trying to pinpoint Carter Hart as having done anything because nothing's been proven, nothing's come out. We just know that his name has not officially uh, been cleared. His, I, I believe his agent put a statement out, uh, I think it was last year, uh, with Carter Hart and five other players, right? Uh, Carter Hart and Jake Bean were the only two that didn't put out personal statements of the six, uh, which is something. If, like, if you're sitting here trying to gather facts, trying to figure out if Carter Hart's name is going to be cleared, from my side, I would say that they're, if I'm being nitpicky, just based off the social media stuff that we know and nothing else, and, you know, connecting some dots with the Flyers, how still have three goalies on the roster, right? Sandstrom didn't have a great season. Cal Peterson's not very good. It would benefit the Flyers to send him to the AHL, maybe open up some space. Is that how that works? They would open up cap space if they sent Peterson down. Flyers need cap space. Why is Peterson still on the roster? Um, well, so I don't think it-
2: you can send them down until – when you're making your opening night lineup.
0: Okay. All right. So that, that's that reason makes sense. So just a bunch of whys, right? That's kind of what I do. Kind of why I'm in the, the field that I'm in because I ask why, 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 how can I get to the root of these problems? Right. And so with Carter Hart, I think there's, if, if you actually look and try to connect dots, there's more whys than, okay, this makes sense right now. Um, again, not saying that he's guilty of anything, but I have my questions about Hart and what is, what's going on. Have you guys read anything about this Hockey Canada investigation? Because I'll be honest, until I thought that, okay, there's a possibility Hart could be involved here, I didn't, I didn't really pay attention. And whether that's a fault of mine or not, I'm sorry. It's just the truth. Not that I don't care for the victim. Uh, I just didn't think that as Flyers fans we needed to be paying attention the way that maybe we should be. Uh, so I'll ask you guys, uh, Jack. You first. Have you have you peeked at any of this stuff? Have you have you read about any of it of late?
1: I've heard some things here and there. Response: how what I've heard, everybody said there's whatever, and I agree with this. I'm just saying it to say it. I totally agree with this. This victim better, because what I heard happened, pieces here and there. Wow, we'll just say that, okay? This victim better get some justice. Other than that, I have no idea who did what, who was in the room, who did doing what. All I know is nobody's been cleared. It's been way too long. I thought we'd have known by now. And I have also heard or allegedly heard that some teams have made the Flyers conditional offers. We all know what the condition is. But I want to know what that's about, getting away from it. Say this never happened. Flyers were looking to move hard. Are they still? They've added a lot of goalies. I know a lot of them are far down the pipe, but
0: if he's cleared. Jack? <laughs> it, it's weird because you started out low, but as you were talking, somehow you were getting lower and lower to where I, could, I really couldn't hear you at all. How about now? Same. That was odd, wasn't it? Like I could, I could hear Jack yeah, I'm he like, really okay, well, wild. when I edit this, I can I can fix it. But as you were talking, it kind of got started to get lower until like you drowned it out there.
1: Wow, because I thought I, I was like getting louder with my voice. Can you, you hear it now? Yeah. You're good now. Agreed. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the last thing you heard was, but um, basically comes down for me is like if, say, he is cleared, what I want to know is do those trade talks that we heard, we thought he may have been traded the same day as Provorov, do they pick back up? Are we just waiting or is that ship sailed?
0: That will be interesting to see. Um Trev, you have any any comments there as far as that? Um
2: I, I don't into really any of this stuff. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> want to talk about it a ton until we find out the actual resolution of this investigation. Um, I've met Carter Hart a couple of times. I like him as a person, I like him as a goaltender. Um and I hope he's not involved.
0: Yeah, for his sake and obviously for the victim's sake, um, I, I did a little diving into this because uh, I mean it's it's news, and I think some more news came out on it. I think it was Friday afternoon, so I said, okay, let me take a look at you know what what this is all about, and um, yeah, it's just as as bad as you would have thought it was going to be. Mm. Unfortunately. Um, Some of the stuff is even a little bit more shocking than I expected. Uh, Whoever this John Doe number one guy is, um, psycho, yeah, just yeah, a little crazy, right? Like, yeah, if 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 you're watching and haven't read it, like, go read it yourself if you're if you if you're interested in finding out because um, it's just weird, you know how. I'll, I'll just say this. If you ever have to tell somebody, hey, don't tell the police about what we just did or what we're going to do, it's whatever you did was wrong, right? And, and so he had the mindset and the conscious, he, he, whatever they did, they knew it was wrong and they did it anyway, which to me is like that giveaway, hey, you're guilty of something. Um, but yeah, so supposedly there was, there was eight people in the room, five people, involved in whatever happened. And um it sounds I think they said even towards the end of last month that we're gonna find out middle of July, right? Somewhere sure. in July where the names middle, are gonna come middle out. Middle
1: to end, middle to end. So I'm, I'm you know next week's the end of July. So
0: Yeah. So it's we're coming we're coming to the end here and um
1: could see it happening on a friday
2: kind of like you mentioned earlier (laughs) everyone's been releasing crap on friday and friday's like the bad news
0: day yeah because everyone goes out over the weekend they forget everything there so uh i did a little write-up on the hockey canada thing and the carter hart uh how it could impact carter hart and potentially the flyers and uh what made me think about it was somebody put out a poll i think it was maybe anthony demarco And it was, which of these players do you think will play the most games as the Flyers' backup goalie? And I don't have the poll in front of me, but uh, Cal Peterson was on there. Felix Sandstrom was on there. Sam Ersan was on there. I think it was one more. I don't recall who it was. And uh, I think I chose Sandstrom, right? Because I'm like, okay, if – Cal Peterson is the starting goalie, or Sam Ursan's the starting goalie. Felix Sandstrom only cost you a million bucks to keep him on the roster. There's your backup. You know, see what you really have in him. Play him in some some games where the team actually gets some rest. Right? Cause who who are you really going to start over him? Cal Peterson? Like, come on. Give Sandstrom a shot. And so I guess, guys, like I'm 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 preparing myself for the worst. So, I'm already looking at it like, all right, what's the roster look like without Hart? Just God forbid if something happens, right? All right, we're looking at Cal Peterson and we're looking at Felix Sandstrom. And I guess Urson flexes in somewhere, right? right? That's how I'm looking at it, unfortunately.
1: If
2: that's the case, I want Urson playing all the games. I was going to say, I, that, well, here's,
1: here's what I, I think they really like Urson, which is why they did what they could to keep him up last year. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they got to give Peterson a chance to bounce back. God forbid you can, maybe not this year, but or maybe, maybe so. I don't know. You can mm-hmm. move him for something, you know, and get an asset back and get that money off the books. Like at least give him a shot. At least I think the season will at least start off that way. Sandstrom, I could give a rat's ass. what happens to Sandstrom.
2: <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat. If what happens happens, like you're talking about, I hope. Hope Arson gets most of the games. Patter, uh, Peterson's the backup. Kind of get his groove going again. Like Jack said, hopefully you can flip him at a later date. Get his. Uh, I mean, this guy was a talented goalie a couple of years ago. There was a reason he got that contract. Hopefully he can he can find that again with uh, Kim Dillaball and not a not a big Felix guy. So I agree with Jack.
0: So we think Erson could be the starter kind of thing here. It might be a
1: 1A1B thing because there's. I don't think I see like unless he really takes off, you know, like, I don't necessarily see like a clear cut starter, especially behind this defense. That could be tough. Do you even want Ursan playing that many games? And I mean, hey, maybe he can handle it, but I know a lot of goalies who can't.
0: Urson's currently 23 years old, he will be 24 on October 20th, and he will be a restricted free agent after this season. Um, so yeah, I would say it would behoove the Flyers to see what they have in Ursan because you have some people already. Oh, Kolosov will be the goalie when the Flyers win the Stanley Cup. Like, did we forget that same Ursan was here? Right? Why do you say that? <laughs> yeah, Dan, I didn't want to name his name because I love Dan, but he did it. Um, so yeah, we'll see what we have in Ursan. Uh, looked very good last season. Uh, what did he play in twelve games with the wasn't he undefeated? He was like five and zero or oh, wow, something like yeah. that. Yeah, finished the season six good. and three goals against average kind of shot up a little bit and the save percentage finished just a tick under nine hundred. But uh, maybe consistent playing time and uh, we'll see, man. Because <coughs> excuse me, Flyers defense is in shambles. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So it might be a good year to keep a guy like Cal Peterson and Felix Sandstrom around. I, I don't know. But them take uh, the hits. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe you play Ursan in a game where it's like, oh, the I don't know, who's not good? I mean Phoenix? everybody's Oh, Phoenix is in town. Let's see what first. All right, let's go Morgan Frost
1: and Ursan. Here we go. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, right. Yeah. Keep uh, saying so, Phoenix. I'm sorry. Nah, they they're still in Phoenix though, aren't they? They just I don't their. know.
1: I have no idea where they are. They're in the desert.
0: Wait, do they do they have to change that by next year? Where they're gonna no, it's not next year. Is it the next season? They gotta change they gotta find a place to play. Yes. I don't know. We could talk about this on another July show.
1: I think they're going to Atlanta.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would piss me off, actually.
1: I know, me too.
0: You are third team.
2: Oh, I had something to say and totally lost it. You said something and I wanted to touch on it. Totally lost.
1: No. all the hits. Cal. Cal, lost
0: mm-hmm.
2: it. Lost
1: Wait, it. Hold on, no, this would be a perfect time for this. Uh,
0: Guevara,
1: <laughs> uh Lindbergh, Cal heater, episode. baby, Cal heater, Cal heater, Martin Jones, Van Viesbroek, Wayne Stevenson. You said it was the goalie episode. Bob Froze, John Acklin. What else we got? Garth Snow. I actually liked
0: Van Viesbroek when he was here. I loved his uh, yeah, his, so his Panthers mask.
1: Stop playing. <laughs> he
0: had a cool Flyers mess too, didn't he? I think so. They all came down the side like that.
1: Rob no. Zepp. Oh, the
0: goat. Check Monic.
1: <laughs> Say that about any of these guys. How about Nidamaki?
0: He was good, actually. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah,
1: with the Phantoms. Dominic Lissell. <laughs> all right, that's back good. up to Hextall. Yeah, after they traded the Nordiques, he was a starter.
0: Yeah, very true. TF chiming in. There he is. That's who uh, I said. Cranium carom.
1: You know, my favorite Czech Monarch uh, play was when he Hit went the- and yelled at the bench.
0: <laughs>
1: and they fired slap shots at his head in the next practice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then he was playing in Europe afterwards. Didn't he play for the Kings for a little bit?
1: I honestly don't remember.
0: I think he did. I think so. so. He that up real quick. Did they trade him?
1: Couldn't tell you. Yeah, Czech I don't
0: did anybody anybody got any
1: Neil Little stories? None. Huh? I remember him getting into a fight, at a game I was at, I thought was great. He leaped over somebody. I <laughs> all...
0: Chuck Monaco only played four seasons in the NHL.
1: He was older when he came over, yeah. I think he was like 30 when he came here or something.
0: Hmm. Never had a save percentage below 906. Or goals against, goals against average above 2.51, both with the oh, Los man. Angeles Kings.
1: He was good. Typical.
0: He was a little nuts, though, wasn't he? Wasn't uh, that the – Yeah,
1: in the middle of the game, he skated to the center and screamed at the team. They were, I think it was when they played Ottawa in the playoffs and could not score. And oh. they lost in the first round that year. And they were so much better than Ottawa. And he just had enough and let him have it. <laughs> never seen anything like it.
2: I remember so- what I wanted to say. Here we go. So you talked about how the defense is in shambles. Soon we got to do an episode where we give our starting lineup for opening night.
0: Okay. We'll do one for July, one for August, or not?
2: I say do one episode.
0: All right. Yeah, we can do that. You want to do it now, Trav? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i gotta put some thought into it <laughs> yeah I gotta, i'll like miss a big player or something you're like that sounds great jack so what's well, well, the madison playing?
0: <laughs> are the flyers still paying Brizgalov? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh,
1: yeah. yes yes
0: because it just says zero on on cap frame well
1: it doesn't count paid. towards the cap yeah okay. it's, it's, it was an amnesty buyout which we could use again but That's yes right. Yeah, we got. Leverty that was part of
2: then. the agreement in that 2012-13 lockout. Every team gets two buyouts that don't count towards your
1: cap. Mm. Remember who we used the other one on? Danny B. That's right. He'll, I think he only had a year left too, but they used it.
2: Yep. And no then waste. what did they do? They used that cap mm. and signed Vinny lecavalier Ooh, mm, man! <laughs> Yikes! Great,
1: great use of the cap space. Ooh.
0: Forty for forty. I used to say every time he scored forty goals for forty. He was number 40, right?
1: Yeah, and yeah, and 04. <laughs> I loved him when he was on Tampa, man. Oh, that line was ridiculous. Brad Richards, the St. Louis. I think they had Dan Boyle <laughs> and Hobby Bullin and net Pavel Cabina and Freda Tanko. Don't get me started.
2: <laughs> the
1: man loves his billet.
0: I didn't realize how burned out the Cavalier was by the time he got here.
2: Oh, he couldn't skate. I wonder how much that had to do with the back injury that he got his first year here. Something we'll never know.
0: Never. I remember when Tampa Bay drafted him, it was like a huge thing.
1: My God, it was like 98.
0: That was like the the turning point for them. Oh, they got a look at Well, yeah, and who'd they get after him? Stamkos later on?
2: Oh, that was a long time later, though. That was like 2011. Yeah, yeah, 10 right? years later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they got Hedman, too. So, I mean, that's
0: how Edmund. you do it. Yeah, who that's knew
1: drafting at the top? Got good players. What do you know? Yeah. Jim didn't, know.
2: <laughs> will, uh, will Bedard be better than LeCavalier?
0: No. Oh, wow.
1: He wish. He, he's going to blow right by him. He kidding.
0: LeCavalier, 949 points in 1,212 games played. Uh, Bedard will have
1: over 900 points in like six seasons. <laughs>
2: <laughs> does
1: Does Vinny get in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I, I think so. Eileen, no, but I hope really? he does.
2: Yeah, I know points. he ended
1: pretty rough, but I think he did enough in the beginning. I think, And he got a cup, so I, I think he'll get it. I hope you're
0: right. I'm looking at his stats here. I mean, he really only had two years that jump off the page for me. He had a 52-goal season, 108 points, and a 40-goal season, 92 points. Everything else is, you know, you could argue without those two seasons, Voracek might have had a better career.
1: Wow. Vinny's got no well, chance. Well, that's like
2: taking away Morgan Frost two good games against the Coyotes.
1: <laughs> they count. Yeah, you can't do that, Jim.
0: <laughs> but do those two seasons warrant oh, Hall of Fame? Uh,
1: I mean, he is pretty shy of the uh
0: Borchek at 806 000. points in a thousand fifty-eight games.
1: It, I don't know if this is right. He's a minus one hundred and forty player. Oh, is that Vinny? Yeah. Dude, he was a floater, man. Jerry yeah. picking and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he he played at a time when he first came into the league. It was a little bit of the dead puck error. So, I mean, it's yeah. not like he was going to be really racking him up. Uh, but, I mean, he was a consistent 30 to 40 goal scorer for quite a while. I mean, from 02 to 08, you know, he had 30s and 40s and that 150 in there. I mean, that was pretty strong.
0: I would lean no. Well, you guys would both lean, yeah. No, I don't know. Trav said no. no. Trav said said no. no. Uh, you said no? borderline but, i know but you in. hope yeah yes
1: i hope, I hope he gets, he gets in. in uh where's his playoffs that maybe that can change it for you <laughs>
0: 56 he did points the in 75 in 75 games
1: um yeah i mean shit he was uh the year they won the cup in 23 games he had 25 points it's not too shabby oh that's penalty minutes <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> say it's 16 points still not bad
0: no, that's solid <laughs> that's funny. no mike richards but pretty good I like that the hockey DB's got him in as Cavalier on there in his Flyers jersey.
2: <laughs> I like. This that. plays his entire career
0: with the Lightning, and they toss him in jer- a Flyers jersey well, on there.
2: If you tap the pictures, sometimes they change from reverse. Crime oh, get out! Does it do it with his?
0: Let me see because I want to it Richards. to the Kings
2: jersey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got two yeah, Flyers on there.
2: If you keep yeah. tapping it.
0: Oh, they're all. Oh, yeah,
1: no, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, it, he's got one. <laughs> <laughs> Flyers <laughs> legend, baby. I have these conversations about certain quarterbacks in football, and it's like they're like, yeah, well, this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, well, you think it's like that one year, uh, like five different quarterbacks suddenly threw for five thousand yards. You think something changed? And one of them was Eli <laughs> Manning. You know, it's like, do you think something changed in the rules? Maybe there's a little inflation in here we should take into consideration. No, okay, I'll see myself out. You know, so <laughs> I think of things like that, a dead puck era and whatnot. And I, I mean, he's he played over twelve hundred games and did not have a thousand points. That's something. It's a very minus player. That's not good. Like I don't like plus minus unless it's like really bad. Um, but I mean, let's remember he just start with a, he was a first overall pick for a team that was horrible for a reason. So take that into consideration. Um, I he's definitely borderline. I'll lean he gets in. We'll see. I'm trying to think of somebody who's when i think of other sports it's easy for me to point out somebody who's in who shouldn't be in when i think of hockey i got to do more research i can't think of somebody who got in i'm like oh come on you know so who knows
0: yeah i think generally hockey's been decent at that cuz i can't think of anybody either that's like why the hell is he in there right, right.
1: and and i i'll see a list and i'm like they should all get in you know what i mean it's like <laughs> yeah. until the last list i'm like i love almost every single one of those names on there that's funny and every uh, every year it's why isn't
2: Alex McGillney in there? He's like the one that everyone leans to. Oh, yeah. I thought he would get
1: in. I I, I just. It's a lot of points. Yeah. He's rushing.
0: And,
1: Dude, and he did it with what? the Devils aren't exactly a uh, team putting up points. They were like trying to kill Trapping. the league by having one-nothing wins.
0: Oh, well, I'm, I'm looking at his stats right here. He did it all in one season, 127 points in 77 games.
1: How we go Vancouver. <laughs> he has I thought he had some points in Vancouver. However, 20, he might have been on a line with Bore Bure and Messier, Messier, Messier. Geez.
0: What he did had, he finish
2: uh, with, Jim? Uh
0: so in that one season in 92-93, he played in 77 games, finished with 127 points, which means that's about a 51 point difference between points and games. So 51 points More than he played games. Am I making sense? Did that come out right?
2: (laughs) You're going to turn
1: this into a math episode. (laughs) Remember last time you did that and everybody threw up?
0: (laughs) All right. So 51 more points than he had games played in that one season. He finished for his career with 132. I'm sorry, with 1,032 points in 990 games, which is a 42 point difference. Wow. So that one season. Him over the top for point per game, he should get in. I still don't really,
1: th- yeah. I don't really know if- you don't want to look up at an interesting player because I thought he had people- more points than that. Though, most people sure. don't know who he is. He had either a 76 goals. Guys- either one of you guys know who Vincent Dampoos is, yeah. I don't he- he's got some points. Uh, like, how like, will we go by points? Were we go by name recognition? Like, how's this working? Yeah,
2: 1200. What about Roddy? Should Roddy be in there
0: no more. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he's I like a no-brainer so. he, for he's me. He's
2: got
1: all the, like, other stuff that should get you in.
2: Yeah, I think for sure. 1,100 points. Great
1: defensive forward. Still a great leader. Like, yeah. I mean, all top the top intangibles top. are there. Yeah, he's in.
0: Is Dan Poost not in the Hall of Fame?
1: I don't, I don't think so, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. He, he doesn't strike me as somebody who'd be in based on, like, what most people probably don't know who he is.
0: So he's an interesting one too, because
1: Doesn't for like, like, like the it.
0: first like more than half of his career, he had a a really great career, and then like the There's last a one. we we talked eight eight about this in our chat here. Cliff,
1: in our chat here, they bring up Brian Prop. You should see his stats.
2: Mm-hmm. And I ridiculous. agree with Shadow. Jr. should be in for sure. Oh
1: yeah, he was the. I mean, come on, just for NHL '93 alone. <laughs> Not in sure a point point. Again See, I hear a name. I'm like, he should be in. He should be, in. Then, he should be. So it's and then
2: wait. But Vinny's got 900. I mean, these guys we were talking about have two three hundred more points
1: than Vinny. Like, I don't think he gets in. But well, that's just it. I, I think you got to talk about the error. They play the, the, the Yeah. There's more factors. Yeah. However, it doesn't. It, I'll admit it doesn't sound too good for Vinny.
0: Yeah, Brian Propp's an interesting one. McGillney had a 76-goal season, so if you want to argue McGillney, I could get on board with that because he scored 76 goals in one year.
1: I mean, did Ovechkin ever score that many goals?
0: Uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) 473. How many does Ovechkin have?
1: Well, his top season, I think. He's getting up there, man. (laughs) He needs like a season and a half, and I think he's.
0: 822. Will we ever see a goal scorer like Alex Ovechkin again? Yes. Yeah, I like Hello.
1: Have you been paying attention?
0: <laughs> oh my god. Dude, if he has a career like Ovechkin,
1: <sighs> friggin' half. I'll take half.
0: Do you think he could score 50 goals in his first season with the Flyers?
1: Oh, that Ooh. shit doesn't happen anymore. I, I, even, the, even the superstars only get like the assist numbers.
0: Who do, uh, do you think has yeah, a better like, career? Like,
1: like Solani, like Solani's pot in 70 with the Jets, like in his rookie year. Like it's, even Lindros only, I think he got like 40 something, like 44 as a rookie. I
2: think Matthews had 37 and he's kind of like the recent, you know,
1: crazy sniper. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he had to, he had to worry about defense. he played
0: center, right? Matthews.
1: Yeah.
0: yep. So he had First to worry about playing a little D. Michkov doesn't have to worry about D. Just fire away, buddy. Healthy, hey, he's got torch. He's got to worry about D. Yeah. <laughs> all right here's he's a question get we'll,
2: game one for not blocking a shot
0: Will tortorella be here when michikov plays his first game i hope not
1: <laughs> i don't know i'll I be honest know. i hope well, not. i'll agree with travis in the sense that i don't think torts is the guy who gets them to the cup he's he's like the first stage getting everything set up. And then when they start to go for it, they're going to have to bring in like a wartime constant Yeti. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, this is, this is peacetime. This is rebuild, set the tone kind of thing. I don't know if he's the guy to get him over the hump when that time comes.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And I, I love torts we're heading into year two, right? So one, two, we still, we got three years. Meech comes in three years.
1: Look, he got Vinny a cup. So give him that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll assume that he's going to finish his contract, Tortorella. I don't think they're going to fire him a year oh, early.
1: I that. And maybe they bump him up to some, you know, advisor position or something. But I heard he hates yeah. it up there.
0: So. Uh, yep. It's just it's interesting because, well, we'll talk about this more. That's an interesting topic, Meechkov. Is, is Tortorella here and Meechkov comes? Who has a better career, though? Connor Redard or Matt V Meechkov?
1: Meechkov because he plays for the Flyers. I'm gonna go Bedard. No, I almost like thought that got me in trouble. Oh. Bedard yeah, does to have your head start. A, he does. No, nah, but it's gonna be Bedard. Come on.
0: Who was well? The the I'm sorry, Jack Hughes is pretty amazing. But the last bunch of first overall picks haven't really hit the ground running here. Um, how do I see a list of first? Well, let's go. Picks. Off
1: the, can we go off the top of our head? <laughs> so who was last year's? Oh, was that Owen Power?
0: Yes, I yes. think.
1: All right, so that was twenty two. Mm-hmm. Oh so no, Slavkovsky,
0: I think was last year.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. And then yeah. Earl Power was the year before. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then then 2020 would have been Lafreniere.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And yep. 19,
1: Hughesy.
2: Hughes. Hughesy, eight. <laughs> <laughs> <A> little
1: Jizzy. <laughs> that's his nickname. Well, that's,
0: that's great. great. All right, so we'll we'll go back to Connor McDavid. How about that? Until so
1: 2015. 2015
0: mcdavid 2016 matthews, matthews and uh 2017
1: he's Hesher. He got- a good player but like first overall status Yeah.
0: all right so like i i guess what i'm gonna try to get at here is slavkovsky barely even played in the nhl last year and let's only go forward how about well, that he got that- hurt
2: he-, he also got hurt
0: okay uh, honestly i didn't think he was that great of a Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, first overall pick to begin with. I think it was probably more beneficial for him not to play with the Canadians last year, but it, let's just, all right. Like he was hurt last year. So mm-hmm. let's just say he didn't have a great year because of that. Uh, Lafreniere dude, wasn't, wasn't Lafreniere pumped up like the next Crosby, his draft yes. year.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't
1: know about generational, funny. but I thought it was supposed to be pretty damn good. Like this is like, wow.
0: Yeah. I, they, I mean, I, I, they pumped him up big time. Yeah, I honestly never saw it.
2: Like great, I thought he was a great junior prospect, but I was like, ah, this guy's got like second line
1: potential.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, okay. He,
1: Capo's better than he is. Like it's it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean he's so he's, he's still struggling.
1: That's <laughs> just he was the the backup to Hughes that they got, and like they have more promise in him than Lafreniere right now. Mm-hmm. It's that's unbelievable to me.
0: So then, uh. I'll do this quick here. Jack Hughes, his first season didn't do much. I think he had to put on a little bit of weight. Um, sorry, I'm I'm trying to scroll stats because I, I think second season. Yeah, that's that's probably being a little generous too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I'm having a I'm on Wikipedia looking up stats for some reason. Jesus. Don't ask me why.
1: Wikipedia. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Here we go. Jack Hughes. Um, A
2: little jizzy went crazy this year
0: Apparently there's two Jack Hughes Yeah, I know, i have him on my dynasty team Alright, so His second year he was really breaking out I think he ended up getting, I'm sorry, second year he finished with 31 points, 56 games So, two years of kind of meh You know, 21 points in your first season 31 points in your second From your first overall pick And you're kind of like, well, this isn't really what we were hoping for His third season 56 points, 49 games He got hurt and then, obviously, the breakout season in his fourth. Um, that's for Jack Hughes. Uh, who else do was we have on the second underway?
2: season? The one that started in January.
0: It could have been, yeah, because there was some COVID stuff going on. Yeah, fifty-six games. Yeah, so he hadn't okay. played a full season until this year. Sixty-one games, fifty-six games, forty-nine games. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So uh, he's going to be he's going to be a problem. And mm-hmm. honestly, because and we could talk about the list that you had travel. We'll, we'll wrap up in a couple minutes, but in that list, he was compared to David Pasternak. And when I watch Connor uh, Conor Bedard play, I would say that Jack Hughes is maybe a more fair comparison. Um, unless he's more aggressive in, in, in ways that uh, I'm not seeing. And when I think of Pasternak, I just think goals and nothing else, you know, not, uh, maybe I haven't watched him enough, but I don't, I don't think playmaker. I don't think, Defense, I don't think tough along the boards or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, What did you think about that comparison, uh, Trav to Pasternak,
2: for the guard? I think I like it more than the Hughes comparison. I would compare him more to See, when I watch him, he reminds me of McKinnon. He's not as fast as McKinnon, though, but just kind of thicker-ish, I guess. I, I think he's okay in the corners um and along the wall but just like the pure sniper shot also a pretty solid playmaker that's not his his forte he's he's a sniper but i don't know i kind of like a mckinnon comparison just not as fast i i we talked about this the other day i don't really know if there's like a a perfect one out there for him
0: hmm. so if you had to pick jack between David Pasternak or Nikita Kucherov, who would you rather have on your team?
1: Probably, probably Kucherov.
0: Me too. That's what what I
1: said
2: too, but it's very, very close. Like very close.
1: That's tough. (laughs) Yeah, that's. It's like we're comparing. Like Bedard is a general supposed to be a generational player. We're comparing him to like, would you non generational players? I mean, pretty damn close. So it's like I, I that's why sometimes player comps throw off the main scent of what we're getting at. You know what I mean?
0: So uh, interesting in what you just said there, Jack, because I found that interesting too that whenever I see a player comp for Connor Bedard, he's not being compared to There's Sidney only two Crosby, answers,
1: right? It's supposed to be two answers to that. Crosby or McDavid, right? Right,
0: and he's not being compared to those guys. Yeah which is interesting to me because they juiced this kid up like the next Connor McDavid. So wouldn't you think that you'd compare him to somebody generational like that? No, he's being compared to who David Pasternak's a very good player. Generational player. I I don't know. He scored 40 goals three times in his uh, seven year career, which is outstanding for sure. 61 goals last year. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Is David Pasternak, a generational player the 25th overall pick in 2014.
1: I think so, that word's going to start getting thrown around a little too easily. If we start handing it out, I think, I think once in a generation is how it's supposed to be kind of used. And maybe that overlaps a little bit, but you, if they start handing it out to everybody, it's going to lose its value.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Jane let me just look up Austin. Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like if they were going to compare him to a player like Austin Matthews, then I would, I would even say like that was a, Okay. Austin Matthews could potentially be I one like of those guys
2: more than pasta.
0: Yeah. I'm, th- I'm
2: thinking
1: style wise though. I'm not thinking yeah, it, the, it's the style. Way you guys are is
0: uh, like points wise, but it's tough. Yeah. Because you're
1: always, you're always in kind of like with your McKinnon comparison. And I, I agree with you, but like, you gotta like take something away from the comparison. Like not the right. speed, you know, I mean? but yep. then this guy's supposed to be better. He's generational. So it's like, where do you wind up? Like, so you just kind of do the best you can.
0: Maybe I'll make a generational meter. And that's where we'll just rank <laughs> our players from now on. <laughs>
2: I'll say, I, I say the Ryan Leonard comparison to Taylor Hall. That makes zero sense from a style perspective.
0: No. if There's there's nobody in the NHL that has less passion for winning than Taylor Hall.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he just does not give a shit where he plays.
1: What about uh, uh, Joel Embiid? Yeah. Oh,
0: that was interesting.
1: What an idiot. Yeah, I hope he's, he's saying uh, it to light a fire on the Maury's ass because – and I know he's probably not, but – it's not a bad yeah. pot. I'll let it slide.
0: No comment on Embiid. <laughs> I don't know how you can have a playoffs like that and and spew that stuff.
1: Threaten and threaten. Yeah. You. <laughs> well, you're the guy. Hey, come on.
0: Different sport over there. You know, one uh, five crap. guys on. There's only five guys on the court. So if you're the superstar, you control a lot more. I guess. Yeah. So whatever. Um, we're about an hour and twelve minutes into the show, and for a show where we were kind of like, well. You know, not not that many hard hitting topics to talk about. Here we are over an hour again. Anything that you guys wanted to touch on before we kind of put a bow on this show, guys? Cal heater. Oh, what do you want? To, what do you want to talk Let's about? Let's see <laughs> <laughs> the goalie episode. Look,
1: it was Amazon Prime this past or Prime. <laughs> oh, that's right.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> All right, so it's been a while. This is twenty one twenty two. So maybe Ooh. I'll get a Flyers goaltender of zero relevance. Let's see. Here we anchor? go. Fat Pack. Cicerelli. Boom. No, I'm just kidding. Cicerelli. Just kidding. I love Dino Cicerelli. Hall of Famer? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Is it? I don't remember. Josh Bailey. Chris Tierney. I got a Delore with the Ducks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you don't believe me?
0: 10-goal season coming up. 10-goal.
1: Ten, ten, ten there you go. Look out. <laughs> LeBlanc, I got Kubelik, who just was, tra- he was he was just in the trade, wasn't he?
0: Kubelik, my balls. Whoa,
1: oh, it's yeah, not it's a Detroit, a- damn it. Uh, Zach Rawinsky. oh, teammate of Proveroff, wonderful. I got a Sean Walker, look at that in his oh. jersey. Look, man, this <laughs> I can build a team here. Oh, speaking of Flyers defensemen, Rasmus Ristolainen. let's go. <laughs> You're
0: in a role. You're building the defense in front of our (laughs) eyes.
1: Let's see what else I got. I got Radulov. I got Jared McCann. I got a young gun. I got a young gun. Oh, my God. Um, uh Uh-oh. I mean, if you don't jump for joy for some Wyatt.
0: Kalanuck?
1: Yeah, Wyatt. Get the hell (laughs) out of here. He was in the flyer system forever. I thought that was him. Unbelievable. I got him with the Blackhawks. I don't think he played a game for the Flyers. Nope. That's the typical young guns I get. Um, <laughs> Bruce Likens, Edmondson, Kuznetsov, off, Pierre-Luc Dubois. I got your boy, Jim. Jack Hughes. Is it a young gun? No. Oh, Low Jizzy. It. I got Jack Eichel as well. Um, we're running out cards here, fellas. Matias oh. Eckholm, Jacob Chikrin, Jesper Bratt. Tyler Johnson, Jake Allen, and we'll finish up with Adam Fox.
0: Oh. Uh, what in year was this?
1: Twenty one, twenty two.
0: Ah, uh, the year I'll before that would have been a great pack.
1: Candy <laughs> dandy, whatever you call these things. Notebook, I don't think it's a notebook. I don't put notes. I put young guns in here. Jack Wyatt Kalanuck,
0: twenty five career NHL games for the Chicago Blackhawks.
2: When did the Flyers get him? What draft was that?
0: 2017 seventh round pick with the Philadelphia Flyers.
1: How about that? Look at this. Did he played for the Phantoms. Did not. Uh, yeah, I'm not even familiar with the names. Let's say I don't think he made it that far. They I wasn't sure if he was the same guy.
0: Mm-hmm. He uh, played with the University of Wisconsin for three years, and uh, I don't think the Flyers tendered him a contract, and he ended up signing with the Blackhawks. In 2021, played 21 games, nine points, four goals with the Blackhawks.
2: I think he might score 40 next year with Bedard. Oh,
0: that would be
1: great for my young guns card. <laughs> I
0: don't know where the hell he is now. He played in Hartford last year. I don't know who they are. He went between Abbotsford and Hartford, so no longer with the Chicago Blackhawks.
1: Oh, tough, tough.
0: Yeah, that's a shame.
1: Look, so I'll we cancel have my a, bet. we have a young guns <laughs> update. Uh-oh. I have Fabian Zutterland. Everybody knows him, right? Uh I have Tice Thompson. Remember, we missed Tage by a couple <laughs> of letters there. Um Jackson Cates. Maxwell Wilman. <laughs> and uh, Riley D'Amanani. Yeah. I
2: never heard anyone call Max Wilman Maxwell.
0: Is that what it says on this card?
2: It's not even spelled that way, so I don't know why I said that. I thought here. that was his name. I was going to say, I never heard anyone
1: call him that. Did I really say Wellman? I think you said Maxwell, right?
0: Maxwell yeah, you said Maxwell.
1: Oh, I just read the card. I thought you said, I said Wellman. I'm like, it's not even spelled that way. What did you... uh, Don't worry. Still Eric got, Wellwood? Still got my Moritz Cider one. Still got that. It's the only reason. The only thing keep me collecting.
2: I think I have an Eric Wellwood rookie card.
1: Ooh. Didn't he just win something or become head coach or
2: yeah, something? Yeah, got Assistant with the Maple Leaf minor league team now. Hey, the Marlies. I thought
0: they he would just have got, got promoted better, or something.
2: Yeah. I thought he would have got a better gig than that. He's yeah, been a too. really, he's got a lot of, uh, a, a strong resume. I'll say he took over a really crappy team and, um, the Flint fly firebirds turned them around and then went to the, uh, the Newfoundland growlers and they've been really good for a while too. I thought, you know, maybe he get
1: ahead in the AHL job.
2: Hope so. I like that guy.
1: So you're name. saying when the Flyers win the cup, their goalie will be, what's his name, and their head coach will be Eric Weldon.
2: I hope. I would love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Got to start somewhere.
0: It yep. happened. happen. All right, boys. Just doing the one. Were we throwing just in the towel just- yeah. on the episode here? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Waving the white flag now. Did,
2: did you do that last week? You said like five times we were going to end it, and then did and then I missed the joke.
0: I don't know. Oh, because <laughs> it's because of the uh, that press conference thing last week. Jack told me to stop asking the same question or something like that. <laughs>
1: same. Uh, no question. Yeah, now I get it. Now you get it. <laughs> you want to wrap up? 20. You want to wrap up? Uh, how many times we asked this, guy? This is <laughs> I didn't get it last week. <laughs>
2: That's actually funny as hell now. Oh, yeah. Go back and listen.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. One last time, boys and girls, give us a subscribe and a follow. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Set alerts for weekly shows and favorite H O O. B E forward slash H W hockey or head over to H W hockey. net for all of our latest episodes and articles. As always, thanks for hanging out. Uh, have a fun uh, week. Uh, everybody. Uh, Sorry, I had my Fourth of July line there, so I was reading that. I have a fond say Fourth of July, but Fourth hey, of July two weeks ago. So, all right, everybody, enjoy the rest of your night. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's just go to isn't it.